0: So I can't even believe that I'm saying it, but these people won't stop. There's another story about segregation. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Of course we saw Anderson University and President John Pistol. They were going to show how how woke uh, they are and and how good of a school they are over there at Anderson University, and they were going to have these listening sessions, and they were going to break them up into uh, white students and students of color because, after all, um, uh, the, the students of color need a safe space, and white students need to be told how terrible they are. That's what John Pistol is in favor of. And Now, if he wants to disagree with that, he's more than welcome to. Five microphones, no waiting, but... Certainly how it looks can't don't get angry with people for noticing what it is you've done. It got so much heat that we even heard from from governmental agencies saying, you, you, you know we don't allow segregation when you get uh public dollars right you, you you can't go about doing such a thing. This brings us to a story about Pickens middle school in South Carolina. On Friday, April fifteenth, I am excited to have a dynamic speaker on campus by the name of Adrian Young. Mrs. Young is a twenty-plus year educator and current middle school counselor. She has spoken about unity in schools for the past fifteen years. And um, you, you, you have this time where uh, you'll you'll be there, and that's it. And uh, the sixth grade lunch. Will be for African American students. And the seventh grade lunch will be for Hispanic students, and the eighth grade lunch will be for two or more background students. So, so I, I guess white students don't get to hear this. White students don't get to be a part of this conversation. This the meeting, uh, according to some will be to talk uh, with students about how to cope with being a student in a predominantly white school. These people think they're good. They think they're decent. They do. They they think that they're doing some kind of good. They're the bigots. They are the bigotry that we all want to do away with. And they're like, no, let's triple down on this. Good Lord. And you people want, you, you're the ones who are going to teach our kids about uh, how to deal with social emotional learning. Can we, can we, may I, may I please? This conversation about social emotional learning, because I did get some emails about it. Like, can you further describe this? I will tell you, and all the things I'm able to discuss, it is the most difficult one to do. As I understand how people address social emotional learning, SEL, it's the idea of teaching students how to deal with stress or how to deal with, with 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 hardships and learn how to handle the situation in many ways the sel conversation becomes a conduit in to the bigotry conversation whether that's into the critical race curricular conversation or into this idea of oppressed and oppressor this idea of of explaining a guilt So there was an argument made that that Christopher Rufo, who writes for City Journal, who's been very, very on top of these subjects, that he said that um, uh, SEL serves as a delivery mechanism for these pedagogies, such as critical race theory and gender deconstructionism, the intention of SEL is to soften children at an emotional level, reinterpret their normative behavior as an expression of repression, whiteness, or internalized racism, and then rewire their behavior according to the dictates of left-wing ideology. It's a pretty good uh, explanation there of what people see when we're talking about this SEL in schools. And of course, the non-believers will tell you, how dare you say this? This is all bigotry. This is all hate. None of this is 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 true enter jerry dunleavy jerry dunleavy uh does uh is a reporter for the dc examiner and what he discovered and what he is talking about is that this group panorama which supports 13 million students in twenty one thousand schools the he uh, the founder is the son-in-law of the attorney general merrick garland this is a company that promotes social emotional learning. And so here is their their worksheet on SEL as social justice, dismantling white supremacy within systems and self. SEL is a vehicle to dismantle systemic oppression. Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. All parts of social-emotional learning as a vehicle to to dismantle systemic oppression. And that's where you're going to learn about unconscious biases, systemic racism, and white supremacy. What is social-emotional learning? And then it goes through uh, it being an integral part of education and human development. SEL advances educational equity and excellence through authentic school, family, community partnerships to establish learning environments and experiences that feature trusting and collaborative relationships, rigorous and meaningful curriculum and instruction, and ongoing evaluation. But as they just showed you, it's about telling kids that they're either white supremacists or um, they're being treated poorly by white supremacists. So if you wanna make the argument that SEL is important in schools, I will make the argument that no, it, it, it's not. It is just another vehicle utilized to the abuse of kids. And let me go a step further. At this stage in the education game, While there are plenty of teachers I trust and have faith in, there are plenty of teachers I do not. And we have seen that certainly parents should have a very watchful, wary eye on the teachers they trust and they don't. Therefore, I do not trust the schools to engage these kinds of of theories and philosophies. I do not trust the schools to, to do this. You think I trust, at this stage, a teacher to help with my kids' social, um, emotional learning? I, I, I don't. You can't deny that these things are happening. You can't deny that this is the reality. What you can do as parents is fight this. And this is not just happening in public schools. This is happening in private schools everywhere. If you think your private school is somehow better, man, check out some of these headmasters. Check out some of these, these uh, school boards, these groups that, that, that run things for, uh, for, uh, for private schools. Oh, it's brutality. Now you're just spending crazy money to get your kid indoctrinated and to teach them to hate themselves or hate others. And the people who go to these schools, they think they're good and just and moral. And we're going to bring a critical race theory into the schools. And we're going to bring anti-racism into the schools. And if you don't like it, you must be a bigot. You could just leave. We don't need your money anyway. And you want to talk about elitists. When you've been paying for private school for your kids your whole life, and then all of a sudden you're told by somebody who used to be your friend, yeah, we don't need your money. Nah, nah, now you know where you are in the elitist food chain, baby. And they, they still think that somehow they're good and decent. The bigotry that goes on just in Indianapolis is stunning. It's stunning. And all these people think they're moral, and they write articles in local papers about how good they are and how good these things are. No real look at it. Just a belief of, hey, if I write this, people will like me. This is the right thing to do. This is what nice people do. Never asking if that's actually nice or worthwhile or decent. Yeah, and I rarely use the word nice because... That's all about do-gooders. Oh, do I hate do-gooders. Do-gooders rarely do good. If you want to go do good, do it. Don't advertise it. It's just that easy.